Let's talk about debt, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about debt. Well, today on Life After Debt, I am so excited, especially being that we're ending a year and about to hop into another year to bring you one of the best tools I have found out there to not only exit, but also enter the new year with. I have had a coach, Thea, from Beyond 10 for the last 15 plus years. And I can tell you this one exercise not only changed the way I looked at how I did things, but it set me up to win. And I think so many of us go into a new year, we've got dreams, but transitioning those dreams into goals and then making a path to reach those goals has never been accessible. But today, all of that's about to change. So I am so excited to bring back Thea, my personal coach, friend, um, to you guys to share with you so we can talk about completing and creating. So welcome, Thea. Thank you so much. It's so great to be here with you. It is always an honor to have you on this podcast because I know Mm -hmm. the impact that you've had in my life over the years and just these little tools that you're now open and sharing with the rest of the world. It makes my heart just go crazy because I always thought, man, if everybody had access to what Thea gives me access to, how different the world would be. So this is amazing. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, so you are in North Carolina, correct? I am. I am in beautiful, beautiful North Carolina. Is it still cold there? It is. It's really cold. But as I look out my window, I see like six vistas of mountains. And it's it's cold, but it's not biting cold, you know? It's amazing. It is. It's incredible. Well, I just recently, last week, I did an episode about New Year's resolutions. And just Mm -hmm. the two top areas that most people make their resolutions around. And I found it so interesting that obviously the first being personal health, right? And when I say personal health, unlike previous years, in 2024, they estimate that when people say their goal is personal health, they're actually referring to the physical, get in shape, join a gym, workout. Whereas just last year, this is going to surprise you, 77% of those people said mental health was a core like area they wanted to focus on. Interesting. You're right. I do find it interesting. So you're saying last year it was mental. This year it's they think they anticipate it being physical. Yes. Hmm. We could do a whole podcast about that, but got it. You know, and I started thinking, I think when you look back at what the last few years leading into 2023 were like, it makes yeah. total sense to me because of the sure, epidemic, the pandemic. pandemic and everything that was happening, depression, yep. all of these things, mental health became such a big deal. And so now it's like now that the dust has settled and we're getting back to normal, I think a lot of people are saying, okay, well, let's just go back to working on the surface. But I'm here to tell you, and I know you would agree with me. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Right? What's on the surface is just of what's going on underneath. Yes. So can you share when you created this, it was like back in 2003, almost 20 years ago. Yeah. How did you come up with this? God, that's such a great question, Amber. I actually, um, you know, I'm one of those people who at the time was inspired by having goals. And and I want to start out by saying that not everybody is. Some people find it really kind of suppressive or um, anxiety producing 
And so I just want to start off by saying this may not be for everybody, but the way I believe that the way that the questions are structured allows for a whole bunch of different ways of doing this. So let's put a pin in that. Yeah. And um, how I started it was that I had a client um, and this client was an artist, fabulous, fabulous woman. And um, she was someone who for most of her life didn't need to work because of her marriage okay. and then had a very bad divorce. And um, I'm sharing all of that backstory because she was all over the place, really. Like, you remember the old pinball machines? Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what it was like working with her. And, you know, my job as a coach is to meet people where they are. I know that that's like a very um, popular expression these days is to lean in. But I had to figure out how I needed to be in order to take the way that she was and have it make an impact in her life. So I created actually two different structures to compartmentalize what she was dealing with so that we could deal with one thing at a time. Because in her, in her mind, her life had been flipped upside down and she couldn't really grasp onto anything. Wow. Yeah. And so I think I had probably been working with her for about eight weeks when it was approaching the end of the year. And, I, and I, I actually remember this. It's kind of funny. I remember thinking, what if we could do like an Etch-A-Sketch, like a completion of everything so that she could then start to create her life because it was so devastating for her at the time. And so I just kind of started thinking about the questions that I would want to answer about my own life and I already knew from previous training that before we can create, we have to be complete with the past. Mm. So that's where the completion questions came from. And um, then the creation, it was really a completing document initially. And then the creation questions came after that because I thought, okay, we have all this space. How do we want to guide it? How do yes. we want to use it? And that's how it happened. It's it's so amazing even just hearing you know how it evolved but when you were talking about the etch a sketch I was thinking about it in the terms of like even being able to draw out as an artist you know yeah. what it was you were completing and being able to shake it like that's the end right yes. to get right. that clean Done. slate right that's yes. really what the form does for people yes. you know it is in and of itself like a written etch a sketch Yes. Your desire is that they write down everything that they're completing, which by the way, I think it's important to touch on, you know, this isn't something that happens in 10 minutes. Or oh no. What type of time frames should someone set aside to do this exercise? And should it be something that they're doing all of it in one setting? Like, how do you recommend they go about attacking an exercise like this? It's a great question. And I first want to say that everybody is different. I have to create that room and then I'm going to share the way that I do it because for some people who are watching this and listening to this podcast, you know, you need lots of space and time. Others of you are so intent and focused, you you wouldn't even like consider stopping until it was already done. Mm -hmm. So I think the best way to do it is for me to share how I do it Perfect. and then imagine everything in between. So the way that I do it now, remember, I've been doing this for 20 years. And so 
each year, what I do is I keep what I create for the following year. So this year, when I was completing 2023, the first document I pulled out was my goals for 2023. And I know you're going to ask me about this later, but I visit it four times a year, but I don't keep it in front of me. Like it has magic dust on it, right? right? So I just put it away and I trust that my intention is what's going to allow for it to fulfill itself. So I pull that out and then I go through each one to determine, did I succeed? Did I fail? Am I in the middle of it? Did I abandon it? Did I totally forget about it? Did There's lots of different responses. So, you know, I'm kind of crazy. So I have different colors and I highlight different things. And then I take those and I copy and paste them onto my completion document. Once I've done that, and I'll go through this more specifically, once I've gone through my last year's goals, the next thing that I do is I go through my calendar. Because I don't, I was, I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I do know about you. I don't know about everybody else, but there are so many things that have happened throughout the year that I totally forget about, mm. but I do live by my calendar. So that's a reliable source of where I've been and what I've done. So I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, oh my God, that, yes. Oh my God. Oh, that was horrible. Oh, you know, so I take everything from there. And then I populate the, the completion. And then the last thing that I do, which I actually just started doing two years ago, is I go through the photos on my phone. Oh, I love that. I know. So, I mean, all told, and then there's lots of, que- not lots, but there are questions to answer. So um, I haven't really ever timed myself, Amber, but I'm imagining you know, it takes, depending on the um, level at which you do it, somewhere between three and six hours if yeah. you're, you know, really committed to it. I so. agree with that. And I, I think for me, just to give you some insight, because I've had the pleasure of being coached by you for the last 15 years. And so when I get this document, the first thing I do is I read through the questions about co- the completion questions, you yeah. know, and I just kind of ponder those for a little bit and think for a few days as to like, you know, what am I completing this year? And I don't really sit down to write anything until I'm really clear on that. But something that you said, and it's so very true, it is so easy to forget about the great things that happen in a year. And I am as guilty as the next of, okay, that's done. Let's move on to the next. And never taking the time to acknowledge or recognize, hey, this is a big deal. I accomplished this. Like that was part of my commitment in 2023. And I didn't hit the pause button long enough to say, wow, you did it. Right. And it's like being able to look at not only the negative things or maybe things that did not work out in 2023 the way you wanted, but more importantly, also the things that, hey, I did this. And that was something I set out to do in 2023 and listing that. And so that's been really powerful. And to your point, I couldn't agree more. The pictures, it's amazing how much you forget until you scroll back through your pictures. And I love that it categorizes it in the months. So you can see exactly how you progress throughout the year. So I know for me, it's such a powerful exercise every single year. And especially, you know, when you think of our audience, Thea, these are people that from a finance standpoint, and the reason we call it life after debt is because I believe everybody has access 
and the tools in their toolbox when sharpened to get out of their current situation and create a life that they love, create the life after death. And so I want to speak to that in reference to the completing and creating form, because I believe that this, this exercise for those who are struggling financially or in debt, it will be so powerful going into 2024. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, something that you are, cause we've been working together for so long, you'll be very familiar with this jargon. But I believe that when you, when one is trying to create something new in their life, trying to transform something, there are two distinct domains. One is what I call spatial. The other is what I call structural. And, you know, structural is what you're doing, what anybody watching you could see, the actions that you're taking. Mm -hmm. And the spatial side is what no one can see. It's what's happening between your ears. It's what you're thinking. It's what you're feeling. It's how you feel about yourself. It's all those things that no one else is audience to other than you, except it has as much, if not more power than anything else. So I have this notion that whether it's finances or dating or you know, your body, there's how many tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of books, podcasts, things where do this, do this, do this, do this, and yet they're not successful. Right. Um, so I think that one of the um, elements that this allows you to do is to deal with it spatially and structurally. You're taking a look at what you did. That's kind of the listing of things. And then who you were being and how it affected and impacted you. And, mm. you know, to the audience that I imagine no one is watching this, you know, just twiddling their thumbs with nothing better to do. They're committed to something for themselves that must be challenging. There's a whole lot that I know that you're going to give them the mm -hmm. tools for because I've been, you know, I've been a recipient of those and I know how well they work. Mm -hmm. But if you don't clear the slate, if you don't etch a sketch it out, especially with money, there's so much negativity and self-talk and history and your family and the mistakes and the, you know, for some of us, when I was so successful and what did I do? And getting all of that complete so that then the tools are just the tools. Right. They're not the tools on top of all of the noise. So good. I The whole time you were talking, I thought about a clarity call I had this past week that I have to share with you. Oh, please. You will find this so fascinating. So a woman that called in, I spoke with her. She was obviously very spatial about her financial situation, right? She was there, the shame, the guilt. But this is what's interesting, Thea. She literally said, Amber, you know, I think that I've held on to the debt because that was what I remember about my father. And Ooh. so he passed away. He committed suicide. And I felt like the way to him and the only way I knew him was in debt. So wow. she is living in debt and obviously she wants free of that. But I mean, I could not That's amazing. believe the, the stronghold it had on her spatially and she could not break out of it because to her, that was her only access to her dad. Yeah. 
That is so remarkable, either in your conversation or in her self-awareness, because so much of this stuff is invisible and it's invisible to us. Right. And the first path to transformation is recognition. Mm -hmm. And then a question, which is, do I see that I can take responsibility for this? Again, that's a whole other call, but that is remarkable. Oh my God, that woman's going to have, she's like, she's going to have a whole other life where she's fully her. I know. I told her she has to come on the podcast after because just for her to be that clear and acknowledge and recognize that to me, I told her, I almost said, have you been talking to Thea? Because it was like that kind of breakthrough (laughs) thing that she just came across. But how many other people are are handling their finances based on something that's keeping them bound, whether it's just this soul tie or something from their past, that it's all they know. And I think this exercise of completing and creating can really help people to access and walk through that in such a way that they can actually be okay with whatever it is, right? But getting it out on paper or talking with someone about it and then changing it going into 2024. So I know I I have a couple things I'd like to share, actually three things going into 2024 around this completing and creating, and I want you to help me with it. Please. In the area of finance, I want to give people access. So I figured what we're going to do is like a little exercise with them. One, I'm so excited because we're going to actually have your form available. This worksheet's going to be available when this podcast goes live, and this form will be available for people to download and do in the comfort of their own home. So I almost want to give them three things around their finances that when working through this, not that it all has to be centered around their finances, but because that is the number two area of New Year's resolutions where New Year's resolutions are made, I want to give them the life after debt tools to go into this worksheet and know what they're trying to accomplish, okay? Okay. The first being, and this is scary for some people, so I want you to speak to it. Most individuals who are dealing with financial distress have no idea where they are. None. It's it's almost like it's better not knowing than to have to know and deal with it. So the first tool that I want to give to people is to download your credit report. It is free at www.annualcreditreport.com. You get a free Trimerge every single year. I actually encourage it because I want people to actually see where they are. But for some people, Thea, this is a very scary step. I totally get it. So what would you say to those people? I'd say a couple of things. I just put a cough drop in my mouth just because I'm so conscious that we're on screen. That's what I did. <laughs> That's what that um, So the thing that I would say is that you really don't have... I don't know if that's too strong of a way to say it, but you don't have the most power available to you without knowing where you are. And the analogy that I like to use, which you've heard a million times, is if you go into a mall and where you want to go is um, Dillard's, which is a, you know, I know we're talking all over the world. It's a pretty big department store, right? And um, you go up to the directory And it's easy to see because it's an anchor store, right? So you see the large department stores on the map. And then there are the smaller stores. But you can't really know the best path to Dillard's or Bloomingdale's or Saks or JCPenney's until you discover one thing. 
And that is that little person that on the map that says you are here. Now, you could like say, you know what? I don't want to know where I am. I'm just going to explore the mall. And if that's what you're about, then that's cool. And maybe Dillard's is like literally right around the corner. But you might go in the total opposite direction because you don't know where you are in relationship to what your goal is. And so while people can be afraid of confronting reality, here's the deal, everybody. Whether you confront it or not, it still is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you know if you owe $100 or $50,000, whether or not you know that information doesn't change the reality. So by really dealing with what's so, you're giving yourself the opportunity to be effective. That's all that knowledge produces mm-hmm. is a chance for effectiveness. Well, so it- that's about that. Yeah. And it's so good because in the power it gives you, I mean, just in hearing you say that, you know, even though it's so scary, once you know exactly where you are, then you have access to everything. Mm -hmm. Like you have no access to any tools, any outlets, any solutions until you actually know where you are. Exactly. And, And once they pull that credit report, I'd even go so far as to say, Keep it together with your completing and creating form. Oh, it's a great idea. It will be oh, a great, great tool to, to have with it to reflect back on. But for most people, finance is such a big deal. It affects every area of your life from mm-hmm. completing the things one year and creating the next. So having the annualcreditreport.com, which is free, which doesn't hit your credit, which gives you your credit score, and it shows you all of your trade lines, it puts it right in front of you. And then the second thing I want, the second, um, what I would say, the best life after debt tip is setting realistic goals around your finance. So, you know, I think I've always been, I've always had lofty goals. I hold myself to a very high standard, sometimes to a fault. Yes, you do. (laughs) But I think that for most people, when you're coming out of, I've been in debt my whole life setting realistic goals of what are you committed to doing and when would you like to be completely out of this? Mm. How would you speak to that, to someone creating this completing and creating form and what would they do? Well, I think it's a great question. And I think, you know, if I actually remember when I first got connected to my finances, I feel very lucky because I was in my 20s and I was in debt. And I had someone help me by creating like a spreadsheet with my income and my expenses. And, you know, this is a, I was in my twenties a long time ago. Okay. (laughs) In this spreadsheet, she was able to trace it all the way out where if I kept doing the thing that was on the spreadsheet, it was about out here, the little cells that I was going to go from red to black. And it was amazing what happened because possibility is connected to happiness. Mm. Okay. So happiness as a feeling is somehow also connected to hope. And the thing about hope and happiness is you don't have to see it right now. You just have to believe that somewhere in the future, 
is this possibility that you can't see right now. That's you so good. Believe that. I don't know if it's faith or watching yourself get through your life, mm-hmm. uh, through the highs and the lows. And so I think that if it were me, and I'm just going to be totally honest, Amber and I was in the situation that many of your listeners are in. I don't know if I could do it by myself. I'm not good. Like, I can't clean out my closet by myself. Mm. I need someone to sit there with me. I know, well, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. But that, I know that about myself. And so if I had someone that I trusted enough to show my true everything to, because that not that part of what keeps it secret is there's so much shame and embarrassment around it. Yes. When I'm really telling the truth and I say Amber or whoever, I want to sit down and go over my finances with you. And I want to create some goals that I can actually see my way to. Because I do believe that if goals are too, too lofty, it's actually disempowering because you're not reaching for something where you see possibility. It's it's outside of the realm of what really could happen. So, so good. I would ask for help. Well, you know, and to your point, we do provide that opportunity. And I, I you know, I'm going to mention it, but you can definitely book a clarity call, which mm-hmm. to me is the fastest way to get to me, someone on my team that we can speak with you about your personal financial situation. And I would encourage you to download the completing creating form so that while we're on the call, you can be able to access and write those things down. Because I agree with you, Thea. I think sometimes it's it seems so overwhelming that you just don't know what the right answers are around your debt I, or how to attack it, right? Yes. And what setting that realistic goal would be. So I think for most people, setting a clarity call to help them do it with them, it's certainly accessible. I would absolutely do it. And I don't know if this will be edited out, but Amber and I did not talk about pointing it towards this. This is really honest to goodness, just came naturally. And I didn't really have a clarity call or an Amber to go to. I was just lucky enough to run across this woman, Jean. So I think, I don't think there's any better um, advice or access around that. And then the last point, number three is I have recently launched our trending spending worksheet, Thea. And I know you've seen it, but I I want you to maybe give some advice around this because, you know, and I'm guilty of this too, so I'm just going to put myself out there. You know, when something's a new, like some some new process, I love it at first, yep. but it's staying committed enough to stick with it. And the trending spending worksheet is so powerful because it does just almost what you said this woman did for you. You list your income, your expenses, and it shows you, you know, if you're making $5,000 a month, do you know that equates to $166 a day in a 30-month period? Like that was eye-opening to me. And if you know, that's basically what you wake up to every single day, but let's say your expenses are $2,000. Well, that equates to $66 a day. That means net each day, you've got about $100. Like, that's not a lot of margin. So no. to, to have that perspective on this is what I bring in in a month. This is what my expenses are broken down by day. So I start each day with X. 
and being able to log additional expenses or additional monies that may be coming in to see if you end up with a red day or a green day. Obviously, I'm a visual person. How would you say, what would you say to these people to encourage them not to start it, but to actually do the work so that they can hit that goal that was laid out? Okay, I'm going to butcher a quote that I just saw that I think responds to this, which is something like, um, um, losing weight is hard. Being overweight is hard. Choose your hard. Mm. Saving money is hard. Being in debt is hard. Choose your hard. That is so good. I think you just yeah. made that up. No, I didn't. I actually, I, I saw it and I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing and, you know, communicating is hard, but being in your head is hard. Choose your hard. And, you know, I know for those goals where I wish there was a magic pill we could take to make the work that we need to do easy and accessible. And we don't have to go through all this stuff, but I haven't found it yet. I mean, I jokingly, half jokingly say, if you find it, please have me be on the top of your list, (laughs) what that is, because I think it just takes work and commitment takes work. Commitment is not related to how you feel. It's related to your commitment and it's okay to not be committed. But when you are, there's a different level of energy that you have to bring to what you say you're going to do in your life. That is so good. And you hit it on the nail. It's hard. If it were easy, everyone would do it, right? Right. Or there wouldn't be these issues, right? But just having this conversation, you know, I, I really hope people are inspired by listening and realizing they're not alone. We no. all have to, we all have the same dialogue in our head, you know, yes. and we all are experiencing the same thing. But what I, what gets me so excited, Thea, that we're able to bring people the tools necessary should they choose to do so. It's incredible. To change it's their life. It is such a gift. So I personally just want to thank you for being here today. It's always a pleasure having you. I, I love could, this. I could I talk to you day. for hours. I, I just know one day you and I will do something super special. Oh my um, goodness. But I'm so grateful because without you in my life and teaching me and helping me build my own toolbox, I wouldn't be sitting in the seat today. So as That's always, amazing. I'm really grateful. Yes. And right back at you a thousand times over. I, I so appreciate this and I hope for your listeners that it makes a difference for them and um, gives them what they need to really be their very best selves because we all deserve that. Mm-hmm. I, I believe we that. Do. And now, if people want to get a hold of you, Thea, um, I'm going to actually right now, if anyone wants to connect with Thea, whether it be for personal coaching, corporate coaching, um, anything having to do around going into new, your new year, and she has a team, please feel free to reach out to us here at the Life After Debt podcast. Our website is reducemydebts.com. And we will be happy to forward your request or anything that you would like to discover from the Beyond 10 team over to that team, and they'll address it when it comes. So until next time, have a great New Year's.